0: Hello and welcome to the Dungeon Masters Guildhouse. Uh, this is a weekly podcast where I, your host Matthew, Whitby, sit down with people all across the DMs Guild and tabletop RPG space. And um this week, I'm joined by again, in inar- arguably the legendary Oliver darkshire And on my good side already. <laughs> yeah, no, like, it's, it's the buttering the bread. You know, you got. After it works, just, just keep that up. So, uh, hello, how are we doing?
1: Okay. Yeah, I think
0: I'm okay.
1: I am mean, about a year into being in a box at this point. So um, pretty well, I'm pretty welcome to drink. Yeah, uh,
0: big, oh, big, Jesus. big mood. Yeah. I think the, the 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 year milestone for me was a bit like, oh, okay. So that's where the last few months has gone. It hasn't oh. been like a haze <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. That happened. But no, so I guess, uh, I guess diving straight into the questions then and stuff, for the people listening, if for whatever reason they haven't heard of you, um, what sort of things are, you know, what sort of things are you known for? Oh gosh,
1: um, I've butchered a whole load of such stuff over the years. I don't even, I, I started off with, um, I started off with kind of Ravenloft love content, so horror content, because I tried that kind of stuff, thinking it was a safe place to get my toe in the waters. And then I discovered that it's just all awful. Um, it's just horrible, it's just full of just nonsense. So then I moved out of that into kind of comedy stuff, um, into kind of tongue in cheek stuff. And then on the, I've done a lot of gay content recently, because I figured that life is very, very short. The world's ending, so and there's um, no time. No that, time. That feels like a good sort of progression of, of, of <laughs> 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 downhill into um.
0: um so then I guess what, what, was, what was your first product? What was the first thing? So you kind of said you you tested the waters with
1: with Ravenloft, but yeah, um I actually the first thing that I really put any time into was called um Mother Haggle's notice board, which is really silly. It's about adventurers are going to get tossed from a witch and tasked with it simple but kill some. Um so she'll say, Oh. G, adventurers. Oh, aren't well, I vulnerable old lady in the forest? When you go and get my ring down the well, and they go down the well and they die, those no starvation, things can't get back up again. Um, which I found really amusing at the time, I continue to find it really amusing. I'll wheel it out whenever <laughs> I've got a group that I don't like very much. Um, just just <laughs> throw them down the well. <laughs> just throw down the well. You're surprised when people can't get back up the well again. Um, <laughs> did you bring climbing gear? No? Well, I guess, involving well, you, well, you, elf. <laughs> <laughs> So it's,
0: it's just, yeah, no, fairness, yeah, I yeah, I, I'm, I, it's rare to think that, you know, the most, uh, the most uh, highest challenge that a group of adventurers could t- to face is, is a slippery well.
1: Oh, you'll be surprised, yeah, there's a whole lot of, I had a whole list of uh, horrible tasks that were really mundane that I found greatly amusing at the time. Um, I still indulge myself in it occasionally. Right.
0: So then, <laughs> I guess I kind of have to ask then, so, so why, I guess, what was the original, like, calling towards, like, Ravenloft
1: in particular? I mean, it's it's one of the better. Honestly, I mean, even with all its problems, it's one of the better modules they released. Naturally, it's one of the best villains. Um, it's one of the easiest to sell things for. I'm not gonna lie, people have I don't know. Uh, people still are constantly theory crafting about it, like five years after it's released. Like people hanker off that blade adventure, for reasons I will never understand. So it's one of those things where, you know, you can use content for it, people will buy it, whereas the other hardcovers, they kind of come and go. But it just seemed like a good place to jump in. And also, it's got pretty easily accessible themes. Everyone knows what's better in a vampire story, right? Yeah. Ah, uh, I'm an evil vampire, and I'm on a hill, and I eat women. And it's like, okay, well, you know, the rest kind of falls naturally out from there. And they add on content. It's quite easy to just patch on.
0: Yeah, I, I guess as well. It is kind of, compared to all the other hardcovers set within, like, the Sword Coast and the Forgotten Realms, it is, it is distinct in how it kind of stands stand alone
1: its own story thing we do as well as all kind of oh they've got this kind of narrative progression. with all kind of being networked in Forgotten Realms um whereas you know it kind of just sits on its own you can play it from one to ten then you know you need something else to do right so so
0: I thought I guess like because it kind of continued because you kind of went on to do how many how many Ravenloft Gazetteers have you done is it oh too many I'll give <laughs> too many
1: um I <laughs> might say far too many um a lot i can't i don't even know i don't even i don't even look at it anymore because yeah. um it may be losable to live but, um <laughs> quite a lot i've still got one or two that I'm, I'm waiting to release because they're doing the raven love book soon like, that's just money yeah waiting to happen so um still sitting on one or two of them um when, when i figured out they were going to do raven love books but like two years ago whatever i just saw the rumblings in the interior i stopped producing as many because i was like well that'll be immediately outdated by all these so i just kept the ones that I hadn't in progress, so to speak, and waited. <laughs> so, what? Well, no, in it's it,
0: it, interesting because I, it's it's kind of looking at again, looking at your like your whole catalogue of of kind of products and stuff like that. It feels like you you are quite comfortable in just kind of diving into the law of whatever it is, and then you're know, taking and, and occasionally bending it and stuff like that as
1: as you kind of need to. In the middle, you know, just a right angle sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, I'm, so I work in a bookstore, so sort that's of my main vocation really. So I skim read all the time. Like my main job is basically skimming something, everything that's worth putting on a shelf or not. So as far as lore books go, I'm just like scanning that for the interesting and then I pull it out. So D&D lore books are nothing, nothing! <laughs> I, do, I do like it, it's like one of the
0: rare cases where yeah, your, your day job actually directly kind of feeds into your like, I suppose your writing habits. Really useful. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, not only because, you know, I work in one well, at a rare bookstores, most D&D quests, most basic D&D quests involve around, oh no, the ancient scroll of death. So um, there's a lot of mileage in that. <laughs> Look, because you. you've got the, the verbiage for Ancient scroll down to a T. You Pretty just, like, much, if, yeah. Just, is, off the top of my head. It's just half the job done, really, already. So, fun, so then,
0: I guess, like, if we if we kind of continue sort through the journey then, uh, what would you say was, like, the, the turning point then from, I guess, Ravenloft focus to bringing in that kind of tongue-in-cheek side? Um,
1: I got really bored. <laughs> about a year in. <laughs> I was kind of rewriting the endless... I kind of got quite impressed with the fact that whenever you would open a Ravenloft book, it would be like, lol, racism about, like, 30 words in, or I don't know, there were no gays in there or anything, and it was like, it was the same thing over and over again, just women being tortured over and over again by with some kind of, I don't know, it was felt like the writers were enjoying it a bit too much, and it, after a while it's got quite depressing, it was like, we'll I have to fix this, I guess, <laughs> and that, and this, and that, and after a while it began to, it began to feel like a drag, Um so I really wanted to do something fun, Um and I think I came out with, it was like, Attack of the 50 Foot Bikini Werewolf, I just lost it, Um I just lost sanity, I think, and just we'll, fell straight into this.
0: I was saying, was we'll space kobolds before that or
1: after it that? It was just after that. I kind of got into my rhythm with bikini kobolds, and I was like, well, if I can get away with that, and they won't remove that, I can pretty much get away with almost anything. So I killed a I found this pack of kobolds in Roll 20, I think it was, that are, and I contacted the artist and said, I want to use your kobolds, and he's lovely. So he was like, yeah, use my kobolds. Um And that really got into Then it really spiraled from there, honestly. Just,
0: it's really interesting as well because I suppose Kidder um is, is an interesting moment because it's, it's a one-shot that provides the sort of what I, 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 I dare not even call it like a one-shot because it's almost like a like a separate
1: game I just yeah it's not it's just I don't know how to describe it I think I was in a fugue state for like a week <laughs> um, where this idea came to me and it had to be done um, I'm not really sure how it got to the end I just know that it got there.
0: Because, like, for the people listening, essentially it's, uh, there is, I think, was it four or five different kobolds, each with their own sort of, like, set of skills?
1: Yeah, alien kobolds, you have a different colour kobold, you have a different, like, you have one shtick, it's a different colour kobold, I don't know, you explode or you regenerate or something. And then your task is to go into the village and I don't know, perpetrate some uh, unnecessary act of alien violence and then kind of B-movie kind of D-list horror movie style. Yeah. Like you'll kill a Cobalt from out of space and you're armed with your Cobalt tech. And the joke is that the Cobalt tech in like uh, classic D&D is like, I don't know, I have an insect on a stick. And if you upgrade that to a science fantasy set and you've got kobolds with electric spatulas and you know I've got dynamite, and I don't know what it does and it's ticking and why is it ticking? Um, I will use this to cook. Um, and it's you know just basically kobolds perpetrating hilarious fancy violence. It's really not. I mean, <laughs> no, it's it's just, like, what was it.
0: It's yeah. I, that's kind of been happening for uh, like. It, it's normally from the DM side of things, gay, okay, having the kobolds go on little antics. It's kind of nice to flip it on its head and let the uh, let the players have some <laughs> so
1: the players. You know, and I, I suppose it was you know a joke about you know fantasy villager syndrome, where you're just unwinding your own life quite peacefully, farming or whatever, and then a bunch of kobolds crashes in and ruins everything. Yeah. Um. You know, and no, no kobolds probably don't survive because they've got two hit <laughs> points and dynamite. Yeah. Um. <laughs> everyone's happy at the end it's
0: great um <laughs> I, I, I do like that i think that the amount of comedy that is like taking taking that line where you take dnd super seriously and then you you on the end of like how serious there's the mundane of like people who like they're outside the big cities they're living out you know in like a, a mild peaceful life and the moment their life contacts these adventurers
1: it's ruined I've not always massively enjoyed that kind of dichotomy between the fact that D&D is about these powerful adventures you've going to solve problems, and everyone else is trying to live around them. Yeah. Um, that, it's just like, I'm just trying to pick up my dog from the cleaners, and my clothes, and my house has been destroyed twice this week, yeah. um, because somebody cast Burning Hands on it. I like, first level wizard wandered by with an agenda, and now the entire village is burned down.
0: Just I just want to tell the adventurers that they don't understand how
1: flammable houses are but Everything's like, really flammable Like a 15-seat How long a 15-foot cone is Like I am six foot tall 15 feet is twice big and then some of fire Yeah. Like for I know, a good, I just, I've never
0: really <laughs> thought about that I've never tried to visualise a 15-foot cone in real
1: life They're like, oh, it's a first-level spell, it's jank and I'm like, well, actually, you're going to set fire to like a good few buildings with this And some people like it's it's awful. <laughs> Think <It's, laughs> about what these people are capable of. It's like extreme, unnecessary acts of violence. Yeah. Um, I and mean, I know it isn't funny, but also it is kind of funny. Well,
0: yeah, like, yeah, it's 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 that line, isn't it? You know, comedy and and uh, like uh, so uh,
1: awful that you can't help but laugh at it.
0: Yeah. Jeez. So then I guess the, like you kind of mentioned then in kind of the, the I guess, in, if we were to it like, call it the eras of, of Oliver Darkshire, we have the, the Ravenloft, we have the comedy, and then in your own words, we, we have the, I feel bad thing the gay?
1: Have the gay <laughs> stuff, yeah. Um, I really just went off the deep end um, and just, I know, I just lost all patience. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <But> <laughs> was, was, it, was it generally just the impotence in that, in everything you've kind of seen, it's just a, a kind of a lack of representation?
1: Well, yeah, and the, when the representation turns up, it tends to be quite—it's quite muted in that kind of um, heteronormative kind of. Oh well, if you're not too gay to a picket fence and a kid and a, and a dog called dog, then um, you know you don't really fit in anyway. So it, 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 it's, it's kind of the, the idea that it's okay to put you on our stories as long as you're adopting the masquerade of a heterosexual kind of paradigm for yeah. us, then you can be involved. And that really bothers me because that's not my life. That's not life for a lot of people that I know. That's not life for a lot of the queer people that I know. You know, you don't really, in a lot of ways, there's a lot of queer traditions and so on that have developed from not being, not being or feeling included. That, and to kind of wash those away and put them into the, oh no, it's Derek and his husband yeah. on a cobalt hunt. And you're like, mm, really, is it? <laughs> and it doesn't always feel very representative. It does for some people who want to be included in that, you know, Enjoyed Derek and his husband in the global hunt. Yeah. Um, but it's not just about that. Repetition goes a little further than that. Um, so yeah, it's kind of what I wanted to see, was something a bit more experimental and a bit more pushing the envelope a little more, yeah. um, which arguably did not go yeah. down well. But um, <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> what I want to see. Yeah. Um, you know, however upset people may get about it, it's kind of what I wanted to see, and it's kind of something that I wanted when I was running when I started running game. It's kind of it was, it wasn't there. Yeah.
0: I suppose um, it's, it, it, you know, that was the age old thing of, you know, if you're passionate about something that you're doing, that kind of rubs off in the, in the, the, the product itself.
1: Well, I um, hope so. And I, I don't think everyone can be everything to everyone. Yeah. But When I say, oh, it's gay content, it's not going to be for all gay people because they're oh, not on Monolith, yeah. right? And the same way that, you know, any content for anyone, it, it's just gay content. That's what it is. It's not for all the gays, it's for some of the gays. It reflects my experiences, and that's it's, it, really. I, um, so that,
0: I think that's another thing as well. It's like when it comes to like things you are talking about, like oh, I, I want to make something, you know, representative. It's like this. It's all. It's always going to be representative within
1: this context. It's like you can't. It's no brush is broad enough to get everyone. It is what it is. I've kind of come to accept though uh, uh, over the over the years. You kind of um, you, you try at first really hard to try and make sure that everyone feels massive. Everyone feels included and nobody feels left out at all. And it's a losing game, because of course I'm not going to be able to represent. I'm going to be a very small group of people. <laughs> When it comes to the intersection of you know, who I am, my identity is, I represent a very small group of people. I can broaden that out slightly, you know, but as far as the Venn diagram of who I am, like, is involved, I represent a very small, like, everyone represents a very small group of people in a lot of ways. And it's, you know, you have to write what you want to write and hope that some people identify with it in some ways. And that's the end of that, I suppose, um, which is why it's important that you have all those small different stripes involved, because then everyone writes for themselves and hopefully then everyone is, at least slightly represented. <laughs> yeah, you,
0: like I said, you, 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 you cover a wider range, and that's you know, that ultimately, that's kind of you know the, the best that you kind of can kind of do. I can probably throw more a few more kind ofs in there somewhere. <laughs> but then, so I guess to kind of broaden it out, then to kind of talk about your, I guess, kind of creative process as well, um, you have mentioned the, the the term, oh, I
1: must have been in like a creative haze, or it was a blur. <laughs> is that yeah, is that kind um, of the? <laughs> my husband's very patient, um, as I will say on this. <laughs> I have an idea. Usually I'll be I'll be like, I'm not writing anymore. It's horrible. I hate it. and um, everyone is bastard. Am I to swear? I'm sorry, everyone is bastard. Yeah. Um, um, and I think I'm not gonna write any more things, I'm done with it, it's so stressful. Um, I took a week out of my life, where was I? And then I'll sit down and think, I have a great idea. I'm like, oh my god, this is amazing, it's the best idea anyone's ever had um since sandwiches. Um, and I will basically sit down and I'll basically be gone for like two weeks <laughs> <laughs> whilst I figure this out. Um, I usually start with I don't know um, grabbing the images I I need because that's the hardest part, um, and then kind of working it into a rough layout and then writing afterwards, which I'm given to understand is not the way it's done. Because Inter- actually, that's something interesting. Because one thing I really
0: wanted to talk about is like just was it your like book of bad magic series or book of weird magic? Like y- your I guess uh, layout style is is so distinct. Um, and what I've, I've always, always kind of perceived, like is how looking at things even like stat blocks. You're not not afraid to kind of you know take and tweak the, the existing format that everyone goes. Oh, it always has to be like this, and you're just like, well, for readability's
1: sake. <laughs> I just do whatever works for me. If I can't read it, then it's no use to me as a tool. And down tradition. Um, if it doesn't work, then if I can't use it, then it's no good to anyone really. Because if I can't read it, then no, nobody else stands a hell of a chance, right? Yeah. Um, so but I, I just alter the format until it works for me. Um, that took honestly it's taken a few years to get to the point where I've like got this down and can do it easily. But um, those ridiculous in design things to publish those nonsense tools and the buttons mean anything that's supposed to mean. Um, but yeah, I kind of worked it out so that it works for me, and then hopefully it works for everyone. as an adjunct. Um, like I don't all those, no, the, the fonts that everyone uses and all stuff. I find them really hard to use. Um, so I basically started changing them out quite early on. I used to mimic it originally, but I have found some I, I, so I that I could actually translate. Yeah. Um, that seems to be working.
0: Nice. Well, I, I, it kind of pays off. And again, so I don't I don't want to lose the kind of interesting part about that of like starting with the images as well. So oh, yeah, well, is is it the case of like, is it straight out and kind of commissioning a good number of pieces or is it just kind of stock art? Depends, depends where I get the idea from. So
1: you, sometimes I find the idea literally from the images. Um, so I'll be scooting around and a part of, I don't know, one thing I'm very good at is sourcing artists and getting images from them. Um, and sometimes I'll chance across something and I'll be like, yeah, yeah, art. Uh, <laughs> um, and then the product will evolve from that. And sometimes I have the idea, but always, the first thing is almost always the art because it's the hardest thing to find. Yeah. And stock art is really limited and everyone's used all the same stock art now. So you have to be kind of aggressive in finding where to find it and how to commission it. And commissioning art's really expensive too. Yeah. So you have to select a way to commission art, stuff that you can't find anywhere else. If I need a mind player in a chef's hat, I'm not finding it anywhere else. I have to commission it, exactly. but I might be able to find somebody who's already done kobolds or goblins. Like, they're everywhere. So I can just find somebody who's already done them and pay them much, much less to use it. So yeah, that's yeah. all done first, like, before I even get out of the case.
0: <laughs> I suppose it is a case of, like, yeah, if, if that kind of art exists out there. And and yeah, there are, again, numerous artists who kind of have stuff all on their portfolio, who I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure i like, I'll be more than happy
1: at the chance to kind of have their, their um, art. Oh, it's free money for them, usually. <laughs> it's, I've already done the piece. You're paying me for one use in a product that probably no one will ever see like it's free money for them they've already made it yeah. so most of the time people are kind of receptive to the idea that look i just want to pay you to use it this one time or whatever um works
0: so I, I guess i have a curious a bit question about when it comes to like okay so say take the you know uh lifted in, in in a chef's hat i imagine when it comes to actually commissioning like a piece of art is is writing those descriptions a, a favorite part of yours
1: um what is in for the the brief for the artist? Obviously. Yeah, it's like
0: a, yeah, essentially. The, yeah, that's yeah. A much more professional term than me just going the words, you know, the words, words. you give. <laughs> yeah, I've,
1: I've picked up a few over time. Um, some very terse artist. Um, I mean, it's, I tend to only, I mean, you can kind of tell usually when you commission an artist, not everyone's going to get along with everyone, whether you're on a level or not, usually before you even start <laughs> talking about anything. And mostly, a lot of the time I give people one line. And then I'll let them run with it because I feel like, in order if you're going to, most like me, I don't, I prefer not to be, if someone gives me a writing brief, i like to have some freedom within it to express myself. And I figure the artist does too. And I tend to look, so I usually give my line and say, look, I need a mind playing a chef's hat and he's angry. And they'll be like, yeah, great. Or it's not enough.
0: Yeah. fair. I suppose, yeah, it's, it, it's all about, I suppose, working, working to the, the artist kind of strengths or what have you.
1: Yeah. Sort of. I kind of, do, yeah. I sometimes ask, you know, what it is that they, how they would rather do it because Lord knows uh, if you try and police it too much you know I mean everyone as you say everyone has their strengths and weaknesses yeah. and they'll know what they are yeah. so I don't even know what they
0: are so then I guess with the, with the kind of uh I guess because going through I guess kind of visual and ma- visually mapping out the layout of, of a product per se um have does that kind of mean you kind of occasionally run into hurdles further down the line of like oh I want I want to write more but I can't fit it within the chunk or does that actually make you be more selective
1: about what you write but it kind of evolves. I, but what I do first, is I kind of work out the aesthetic of it. Um, so I work out all the fonts and stuff I'm going to use, and I work out all, all the headers and set it all up. Mm-hmm. And once I've done that, it's actually pretty easy. I can extend it by adding a page in whenever I want. I sort of don't map it out page by page necessarily, but I find out the images, I set out the document, how it's roughly going to look. Yeah. And all I have to do is basically fill out the, know roughly what's going to be in each chapter, and then I us fill it out. Um, it evolves. It, it, make, it makes it sound easy. <laughs> <laughs> it does, doesn't it? it does not. Um, and yeah, there are, you right write occasionally when stuff's online, we're like, oh, I wish I'd moved that around, but you just move the page around. Just so.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, but it's interesting just because, yeah, they, I mean, vice versa is the other thing of like, once once you, if you write it in any other way of just like, you write everything and then try and go through the process of of layout from scratch, there is always that case of like, there's, there's always a case where there's like a paragraph or a sentence or two that just doesn't quite fit, and
1: you're just fit. like, where is this way? It kind of The problem I run into actually, come to think of it, is editing. Oh, I'm really bad at editing and I hate it. I never pay for it to be done because I don't give a crap. <laughs> um, and honestly, most of the time, they've been In fair I ignore them. And life is great. So I've come to understand that maybe I don't actually need <laughs> it that much. Yeah, I, I kind of, I, I'm of the opinion that I'm one person doing about five different jobs here and editing is not going to be one of them. Um, the product is what it is. It stands at an empty fee. If you give me with this budget, then. I'll oh, hire a goddamn editor.
0: Yeah, um, yeah.
1: No, I. It, yeah, no. I mean, yeah. It's
0: it, <laughs> it, it, it's always that case of like you know. I suppose it's it's. I, I can't I can't argue. I just, I just, First it, draft, get some tweaks, get on the paper done. It. I must That's... admit, it's. It, it, I guess it must be kind of liberating because I guess like universally, like in chatting to like all the people I've spoken to, the thing that kind of has come up is like they always occasionally dread the kind of responding to edits.
1: Yeah honestly i know mean, it's not pleasant I and mean, mostly i find it's not that i didn't be mind because that much i know i happily tweak things and often i make a lot of grammatical mistakes you know and you know, no person's perfect you always i make a lot of mistakes and stuff no people pointing them out for me it's liberating um but um it's kind of i just don't at the time bothers me like the time it takes to go to the editor and back i want to move on to a new project mm-hmm. um and i really resent i already wait quite a long time for art usually i on commissioning it because that does actually take quite a long time and to wait another three weeks for Editing the necessary time it takes someone to go through and you know li- literally point out all your mistakes to you, like I'm waiting a long time for an expensive process that I hate, and I just yeah. don't care enough. No, it, it's yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's 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 a refreshing attitude, which I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, and honestly, I mean, if it were a bigger industry, or if I don't know, more people were seeing it, maybe. Yeah. Or you know, then maybe I'd, I'd care slightly more. But I mean, at the end of the day, a lot of the people who you know, who run this kind of content and buy it kind of understand that it's a one man shop here and that like, if there's, there's going to be a comrade and stuff occasionally, and there's going to be, you know, and maybe there's a plot on chapter two, it kinda is. So
0: I guess, I'm <laughs> curious. so has there been a project that you kind of sought out an editor for in particular,
1: or is it always? There have been some, um, and well, some, there's some of you, you work as a, if you're working on a collaboration, sometimes kind of always someone who's willing to do editing and that they kind of do it as part of the job. Yeah. Um, and. I, okay, there's one or two products that I've sought a specific editor for, um, and I've had one of these bad experiences. I've been like, you know what, I'm just, I'm so done with you. Yeah. I, I, i had standing forlorn. I think was a like a Ravenlord thing I did a while back, which was quite a long adventure. And I thought this is so long. I had so many plot holes in it that I need someone to look it over. Yeah. So I found someone who seemed quite reasonable. Um, and it was only when I got homophobic edits in that I was like, well, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> <And> <laughs> that's, I mean, that that that, that I think I've just died. Yeah. Um, so I just had just like too much stress dealing with like bad ones in the past i'm just like you know what i'm just gonna leave it
0: yeah I, I must admit i think i think it kind of i guess yeah i think it yes a good chunk of it is always saying expectations and and i'm nine times out of ten the, few, the times that i've worked with an editor i enjoy it so much more when it is a dialogue rather than just
1: a here's 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 how super you are grammatically yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, as you say editors come in different like Styled and ranked, the same with the writers, do an artist, do you know? You, yeah. got, you ain't gonna find one the pits, you I suppose. Um, yeah, it's, it's you work with something better than you work with others. Um, I don't think the impression uh, is it pressures dying out the time soon? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. It, it sounds like if you
0: have anything to do about it, <laughs> so well, you have to... clearly, I need them, I'm pretty lazy. Yeah. Um, so you have to pack that in. <laughs> No, fantastic. So then I guess well, I, I kind of uh poked at this a little bit earlier when asking about like art briefs then. Um but do you have like a hands-down favorite part of your project? Like from start to finish, is there a part that
1: stands out like yes? Um, I like the I, I like the graphic design of the laying it out. Um I like making it look pretty, which I, I'm really bad at the start and I've got a lot better at. It. So I like figuring out where everything's gonna go, what the chapters will look like and what they Structure of the book is going to be. Um, I quite enjoy that, and I enjoy the first drafting process where I'm filling all that out. Um, The longer a product goes on after that, the less interested I get. Yeah. Um. (laughs) So, so it kind of sounds like you're very much like um,
0: you like establishing the skeleton of a product quite early.
1: Yeah, pretty much. And what it's going to be, what it's going to look like, what the theme is—that kind of stuff. If it drags on too long, you know, um, just die inside.
0: Is, 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 has there been anything, like, have, have you picked up any kind of tips or ways to kind of help you get over those sort of late, late project, like late 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 production speed bumps, I don't know, like, like existential dread, I
1: don't know what to oh call gosh. that. Oh um, gosh, you just have to sit down and do it, it's really unpleasant, I just hate it. I'll put it off weeks, I was looking at it, looking at the screen like it's a monster, um, put it under a sheet or I find out have to see it again. Um, but when it comes down to it, you just, you just have to sit down and give yourself. I, I mean, I, I tend to do it in one go when I'm done. I'm like, I'll figure it out, I'll get this stuff you filled, know, I'll tinker with it for weeks, and the one day I'll sit down and go, I need to finish this. And I'll spend three days just finishing it and then pushing it out there. Um, a lot of people do you know, structured belief states and things, which I can't cope with it because it means that I have to plan that when I'm going to finish it. I never know when I'm going to finish it. Yeah. I only know when that hit mood hits me. I'm like, I have to finish it now.
0: No, I, no, I, again, I, I I can imagine like from just hearing you talk, it, it sounds incredibly liberating because the amount of times there's been like projects that I finished and there's been just something in production or something going along that has prevented me from just throwing it out there. And me, I'm mentally done with it. I'm like, I, <laughs> like, I finished. I've written the last word. I'm done. Let me... Um, but... I hate it.
1: Um... <laughs> I have grown to present my own project. Uh, yeah, but I mean, I'm sure that, you know, the, the more thorough way is the better way of doing things in Portland. Um But I mean, I guess... ag- again, it's the it's, it's
0: case of like, I mean, what is it? P- writing tabletop RPGs is a creative process and stuff like that, and And you can't really infringe on a creative process by saying, oh, this is the...
1: Right, quote unquote, right way, or anything like this. It's like whatever helps you create. I mean, I think there's been a sort of there's been a culture created around the right way of doing. Oh, I run a thorough way of doing things. You know, you write the first draft, and then you get an editor to look at it or whatever, and then you write the second one, and then maybe you get some art done for it, and then you get the editing or whatever, and then you go into layout, and then go back to the editor, and then you publish it, and get the release date and interviews and whatever. whatever. But um, I, I don't have time with patients. I, I think it does. I, I don't know what it is,
0: but maybe it's the nature of like, writing on the DMs Guild. But people are, are vaguely aware of, I suppose, the production process for WotC. And they, I guess they feel the need to kind of mimic that when... Yeah. One you know, some
1: people are you're 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 one person, you know. It's, it's... you've got to do all those jobs by yourself, you know. It's a lot. It is actually a lot. It's like a seventy page document or whatever, something really stupid. I've got so myself into that situation before. Then you have to lay out every single one of those and somebody has to like read the whole thing and then you have to it's it's a lot. Like even writing that stuff is a lot, frankly. To do all those other jobs for basically unpaid, let's be honest. Yeah. it's a bit much. And before pushing out as much stuff as you know, forgive me, I, that I tend to because I'm awful. Like <laughs> It's, I'm not, I don't have the time, I actually don't have the time to do all those things efficiently or properly even. Um, everything gets kind of, honestly, I mean, the perfect sometimes enemy of the good. Like, the good is often good enough. Often you yeah. get paid at least. Um, and then you've got the experience from the project to add to the next one. And what I have really found is that over time, doing a billion projects in an okay manner has meant that they all become good. They become good over time just because I've had enough practice. Yeah.
0: I mean, was it? It's you know, it's. I was about to say there's an analogy about someone baking, like they're making a hundred pots. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I was gonna, I was gonna try and say it, but I forgot it, so it ended up being half baked. <laughs> Appreciate the pot analogy. Yeah, um... there you go. <laughs> <laughs> But then, okay, so I guess we've, we've, on the other side of the coin, then, um, is is the least favorite part of your
1: project just finishing it? Then. I mean, any attempt at editing is always the worst. Um, I get three words in and I'm like, I hate my life, myself. Um, I hate where I am. I hate where I'm going to be. So I don't want to do that. Um, and then, yeah, as I said, the actual last push to finish is quite stressful because I know I have to do it or I'll never do it again. I've got some projects which I just didn't get to that point of and they're just languishing in sarcophagus on my PC somewhere. Um, they will never see the light of day again. Maybe. Who knows? It's going <laughs> to happen. They're basically undead at this point, if anything.
0: Um, I must admit that, I yeah, I, I, the few times where, again, I, I like self-editing and stuff like that. I think I have a problem where, like, I read things in my voice, um, and I guess the, the best piece of advice I got, which is to run like anything you write through like a text to speak. But then, I, 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 I struggle to listen to like a robot for that long.
1: <laughs> it's a lot, isn't it? It's just, yeah. uh, whenever you look at it, it's a lot of work. which yeah. uh, is anathema to me. <laughs> <Fair>. <laughs>
0: So, so then, okay. Well, then, I guess to to like uh, looking across everything that you've done, um, is is there like a particular design choice that you've
1: made that like you're particularly proud of? I was always particularly proud of Killer Cobwebs in Outer Space because the way it was, the the comic book structure made it really easy to do. <laughs> it was really attractive. It made it really easy to do. It was really simple. It fit the theme. Um, and I was to push it out in like a week or two. Like that, project was done. Wow. Um, and which there was a clever design choice. mostly because it didn't require that much text and it deceived the viewer in thinking that there was a lot of work gone into it and actually um, when you think about it, it was like five lines of text in the whole wretched book. Um so as a design choice, it actually worked really well because you know it allowed for that level of parsimony with the it, it, it sounds like again,
0: it's the kind of the, the perfect culmination of everything kind of fitting the theme and purpose of like Yeah. That.
1: Um, it's it's a lot of that, you know. Um, it's and sometimes if a drawing choice doesn't fit the book very well, it actually makes the job harder. Um, and so like, finding the, the right way to lay out the book is really imperative, honestly. Why do it so early on? Because I know that if I get it wrong, it's going to make the uh, like writing the entire thing a massive struggle.
0: Ooh. So then I, I guess if you don't mind me asking then, so what is like a project that you've kind of struggled with the, the combination of genre and,
1: and layout? Um, and I struggled quite early on with a lot of the stuff that um, sort of I was writing. I was, tra- You know, when you start out, you try and mimic the, the wizard's trade dress a lot. And I've, I've really struggled with it, all the things that like Mother haggle stuff that I originally wrote, sort of the first Ravenloft Adventures I wrote, I tried to mimic it with this layout, which wasn't really working for me because, firstly, because they changed it on a dime. <laughs> um, and no one can keep up with that, frankly. Um, and secondly, because it's basically large waters of text, which I look at, and my eyes blur. Um, so and I can't, you know, I, I find it really difficult to read, even more difficult to write, and far more difficult to edit anything at the time I was still making vague attempts to. Um, I got over that quickly. <laughs> um, so anything that like was done sort of in the first like, I don't know, year almost, when I was trying to mimic that style, I, I just, I found I was coming up against a brick wall even in the, and the trying to do it because I just kept, uh, my eyes were sliding off it every time. <laughs> and many of them take so much longer. Mm-hmm. It's just, I hated it.
0: So uh, well, actually one thing I kind of wanted to ask about as well is, is, is you do have quite, quite I guess quite a range of, of kind of products, from like adventures to sort of I guess like uh, NPCs compendiums to like subclasses or just like law guides. Um, would you say there is like a particular like is it is it the case of like you just wanted to kind of dip your toes in everything, or is it? Which again, I should now that I've said that dipping your toes into everything is probably the, <laughs> the, the poor phrasing for that. Nah,
1: it's just whatever strikes my fancy at the moment. Honestly, I just I, I'll come up with an idea. I will think this is great. I could do that. I haven't done that before maybe, which is maybe why I've got such a large range of stuff. It's interesting to, easier not to re- repeat yourself if mm-hmm. something you haven't done before. And lately it's, I mean, over time it's progressed largely from this is a cute adventure idea to this is what we'll sell. Because mm-hmm. money's good. Money helps make more products. Yeah. <laughs> um, money funds other hobbies, money is great. Um, you know, yeah, as a secondary job, it's evolved. And as stuff began to sort of sell more in general, I, I tend to look ahead and think, well, what, what would actually be useful? Mm. At the table, what would I want to use? So, I, I guess interesting because I suppose
0: you've kind of you've you've gone through that journey. I guess as like a, a, a like you know starting to, to to now seeing you know the 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 impact of some of these products. Um, would you say like it kind of shapes how you pick and choose a product? But would you say it shapes your design in any way? Uh, come again? Uh, so so would you say just just through at the point now of like, hmm, what, what 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 is what is what is, what is my question in, in the best way of asking it possible? I guess. Like, compared to your earlier designs, how, how do you think your new,
1: newest designs have differed? Um, well, I do a lot more. I mean, a, a lot of the early stuff is, you know, a lot of, a lot of fairly wankerous prose, you know. You know, writers get really self-involved, and they're like, oh, I'm a writer. I can write lots of interesting, you know, I'm, I'm going to be, I don't know, Shakespeare. Um, <laughs> I'm going to really get involved in my, like, my deep and nonsense. You know, there's a lot of adventures. There's a lot of, like, you know, um, descriptions and a lot of evocative, you know. Uh, paragraphs and that kind of stuff. Whereas a lot of the stuff that I do lately, I mean if your role tables do not require that and they're more useful, frankly. Yeah. Um like I you know, comedians of items, you can do some sassy flavor text and actually put some useful mechanics in there. Like if you've got NPCs, you basically so I, I, I try and restrict myself more to what is necessary to write to get the book done as opposed to like writing for writing's sake or because I wouldn't yeah. want to press anyone. Like it's definitely a more approach I mean the infamous staircase case was um which I did quite recently was large was basically just a massive massive book of um sort of volatile tables and options which helped me when I was running a similar campaign I was like I need things on the fly that are quick I don't need 10 paragraphs sort to of find the information I need to find it fast
0: so and and uh, i suppose it also kind of ticked that boxes of kind of a- a extra plane off adventures which you know it, it's i don't know what happens like whether you like it or not and it, uh, like a campaign
1: always ends up in the fey wild at least once always at least <laughs> once you can't get away from it it's <laughs> Like <laughs> always like that's what i'm trying to avoid it but then no, you just suck right into it like, so there's always some explainer jaunt to some bars of location and fairies in it um <laughs> so everyone needs it at least one point right i,
0: I think it's like a, a dm it's like you know the sort of like it's the like equivalent of like a sitcom beach
1: episode I'm going to say beach episode, yes <laughs> uh, Great Lies, yeah, basically it's that, like everyone goes to Feywild once and gets yeah. done by fairies and that's basically the end of it Yeah,
0: and, and then it's always a case of like you, even though like in rules of written it's like okay, when you come out of the Feywild, nine times out of ten you're going to be in a completely different time zone, everything's fucked, but everyone's like, we just hand wave that we don't, <laughs> it's fine, it's fine, just ignore it. Just... yeah, just ignore it. Like everything, you return back to the, the, the exact same second you left and everything's fine yeah <laughs> No, interesting. Yeah, no, I must admit. Yeah, I think that that it is easier to again. I, g- I guess the thing that I'm coming from is like I like writing adventures, but I realize as more realistically, like the more useful products are probably just encounters rather than a fully fledged adventure. Just like,
1: because, regrettably, uh, kind of yeah. And my experience is that adventures they the, they sell, but not nearly as well as anything else. <laughs>
0: like, it, I, I guess it's a case of like again. So I, it, it, if it's a it feels almost like if it's a gimmick adventure, whether it's mm. like in based on like an actual, like, you know, a comedy angle or if it's, it's something where it's only the one thing about this one Pacific law thing. Um, those are the kind of things you go for. I think like, again, my, my best selling product to date so far is still the avola's Vo- Vo- guide to getting murdered. Get murdered right? Yeah. <laughs> so
1: it's, it's like, do I, do I start a chain? Do I just start killing people off in adventures? Is that? <laughs> Maybe. Why not? I mean, as I say, it, it grabs the attention, doesn't it? And then a sea of, I mean, rpg writers workshop for instance bring a lot of new people into it starting them with adventures people when people write stuff the first thing that you do is usually a dungeon master writing for their group the first time people the natural gateway into this is writing adventures and unfortunately there's one DM to every five players so whatever way you look at it the market is fairly stacked against adventures um particularly as you say if they're if, if they're if they sound generic in a way if i call it oh i don't know the frozen compass or the Dark Sword, then chances are it's drowning in a sea of five hundred Dark Swords, no matter how good it is. Whereas yeah. Volos got to getting murdered. Like how, how many times is someone willing to mo- uh, murder Volo now? Like we all want to murder Volo, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> it's on the... I, I'm I'm always looking for the second excuse. I just <clears> I, I
0: just <laughs> I've done it once. I'll do it again. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, I, I, yeah, and yeah. I guess it's it's. I suppose starting off, you don't necessarily see your product in in I guess in the context of the entire like website. You just see it as this is my adventure, you know, it's definitely so pretty. I worked so hard.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, no, there are ten thousand others
0: all of it. It's it's a case of always the child walking up saying, Mom, that I did this and then they just tear it in front. <laughs> no. No more adventures. Yeah, it's pretty bad. So <laughs> <laughs> No, it's no, yeah, I yeah, I, I think it is the kind of kind of uh, not, I don't want to say natural progression, but it is something to always, you know, be aware of because I suppose the more you do something and the more you kind of see, you know, a, f- a feasibility in this becoming like a second string of income. Um, I guess having, having you know, uh, use, usable products or desired products is...
1: Well, you know, if the goal is to make money, you have to go where it is and players tend to spend more than games by nature of the fact that there are more of them. Um, and if you're going to be at the end, you want something that you, I've, I've found that they can buy things that they can use easily, which, you know, again, not going to please everyone. Some people would actually prefer the longer form adventures. So, you know, if I only try them, it's just, uh, as I say, if you're, if you're looking for something that's going to make a return in your time. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a
0: tough one as well, because, like, you know, I suppose that the, the reason one way people get around with writing adventures is just kind of making them, like, uh, tan, tangential to the hardcover books as uh, kind of like supplements is fan That's kind of one that's one where you kind of get away with, you know, keeping that. Yeah,
1: which, which works sort of, I mean, I, the ones that do really well seem to be the, uh, the, the, the DMs guys to running adventures almost, which again, is a lot of busy work because basically just trying to make an adventure more runnable, but you don't get to flex your creative fingers very much. I imagine, um, but we took to what's in the, the, of the build, uh, sort of top 20 of like all time. It's like usually monster manuals or yep. harvesting handbooks or you know armorers, handbooks, or gee, a lot of life and crafting stuff. Now look at it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, it. I suppose it goes back to kind of what you said. It it touches that 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 itch
0: of both players and DMs. It's it's. Yeah. yeah. Everyone loves to see it. <laughs> yeah. So that, so then I guess I guess because uh, we we've kind of been chatting a little bit about your whole journey as a whole. Um, is there like a particular lesson that you've wish you could have learned maybe a little bit sooner? Or?
1: Um, I wish I just learned to ignore everyone and shut my damn mouth. <laughs> I'm very bad at that. Um, I've always been really bad at that. I want to say this time, which is absolutely right. And um, the problem is I can't help myself getting involved and just yelling at people. And actually a lot of these people, a lot of people here yeah, kind of have, to, it's a very small community. And I offended a lot of people. Like a lot of people that I don't really care about, but nice not to have my back biting me all the time. So yeah, like if I, honestly, I wish I'd just kept my mouth shut and don't run the work I wanted to do because it succeeds anyway. So, <laughs> the best revenge is always having their products like the visible yeah but people have to see it honestly i mean yelling at people is fun temporarily but honestly i wish i hadn't spent the time and effort I, yeah no i, I suppose uh, yeah
0: i i, I suppose uh, yeah. i i don't know I, it's like would you would you say like hmm I'm Trying to think of like my best way is because it feels like within the, the DMs Guild space, you are inarguably something of like you know a celebrity, <laughs> you again, Patrick. but but Great. and with that, that becomes you know, I suppose the, the pros and cons cons of that because, um, of just, just the nature of having that much attention on you,
1: always a lot of opinions <laughs> about whatever it is I'm doing, and the problem you know, and you, you get along with some people, you don't get along with other people, and over the last time I've been doing this for what, three four years, you're going to rub people at the wrong way sometimes and vice versa. And there have been occasions where I was like, I could have just let that go. And then I wouldn't have had to like, have it out with them in public, so to speak, like a girl of my life. A lot of the energy I wish I just put into actually creating stuff like that would have been much more productive. I, I don't know what it is about, about D&D that makes people so opinionated. Everyone has <laughs> a lot of opinions about it. And then you come <laughs> up against it and you're know, like, meh. Um, so yeah. Um...
0: But no, I mean, I, I, I think that's fair. Um, and I guess, I guess, tangentially and stuff like that. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm just kind of curious. When you started writing about like four or five years ago, like how many followers on Twitter did you have, would you say?
1: None. I don't think I created it when I started.
0: Wow. So, so you've um, literally gone from, from none to essentially where you are now over the course of.
1: Yeah, pretty much. I didn't, I didn't have anything when I started. I mean, I'm better off the first two years. I was almost nothing. And then it began to ramp up from there. But like, um, a lot of stuff I published in the first two years, as I said, didn't really get any traction at all. It took time a so, weird amount of time so i guess how,
0: how do you I, I, again do stop me if this is like too too personal or anything, but how do you find navigating like twitter now i i, I again i i can't i can't quite fathom it
1: manifestly <laughs> unpleasant um i'm gonna be honest with you yeah. <laughs> everyone has an opinion about what it is you should be doing everyone has an idea about what it is that you're supposed to be doing or what it is that i don't want you to do and everyone is constantly upset with you about it and this is nothing, this is like, and bear in mind, on, on the scale of grand Twitter scale of things, mm-hmm. this is 10,000 followers and thing. On, on the grand Twitter scale, yeah. on the world scale, this is peanuts. And yet, I find it miserable. <laughs> because a lot of the people that I want to interact with, I interact with outside of Twitter anyway, yeah. most of the time. Um, and the people that, I, I, everyone else seems to feel like they have some kind of partnership with whatever as I'm doing all the time, which, and you know, and maybe some of them have a the point, and a lot of them do not. And either way, it feels very. I guess it feels much more intrusive now than it did when I started. When I had three hundred followers and no one really cared what I was doing, it was great. Um, and now, when I put something out, suddenly it's a benchmark of you know. Um, I don't know. Suddenly, it, it is. It is basically the only thing the judgment bar that I've ever done. And whatever, whatever it is I produce, it's awful. Um, <laughs> a lot of people have a lot of opinions about it suddenly, and uh, it's always much easier to internalize the bad stuff than it's the good stuff. Mm. Like, I'm very lucky a lot of people say very nice things about myself all the time. Um, and I should appreciate it a lot more than I do. Yeah. But if it's, it's one person says one bad thing, um, <laughs> then it kind of sticks with you, you know? Well, it's, it's also, you know, the
0: nature of social media or Twitter or self and stuff like that. It's, 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 it's like, what is it? The negative stuff goes viral far more easier than stuff like that. So it, much more easier. It's, it's yeah. people, again, people like trash fires
1: or like, you know, starting Love fires. It. It's... Yeah. Um, and I've been guilty of that myself in the past. It's ironic mm-hmm. it come back to bite me in there. I suppose, but I mean, I suppose. Um, but it's much, much easier to be negative about than it is to be positive about something. Mm-hmm. Get that? Um, as a very negative person, I kind of get that. um I, I, and, yeah, i got a lot be sarcastic about everything. But on Twitter, I say it kind of uh, spiral, doesn't it? I, there's a certain there's, uh, there's an element sometimes of wondering whether or not people are genuinely sincere in their criticism, whether or not it, it just really like the attention and i get yeah. that i love attention too so <laughs> it's it's like it's it, it, but... it's i suppose it's like you know it's that that
0: parasocial relationship where you, you read someone's individual tweet that's the only thing you know about this person and you're just like i know what you're like in real life like i can i can imagine you sitting in front of your pc <laughs> you know just, yeah,
1: it's, it's always like this mate. it's
0: always it's, it's never they're never typing they're, they're hunt and pecking that's <laughs> it <laughs> <Damn, bastard. laughs>
1: So yeah, it's all very, it's all very, it's much more stressful now that it was when I started, It's much more stressful, but um, I've learned lately to just publish the thing and be damned. So,
0: oh, again, it, it, it it's like you know, it, it, it's it's a story of growth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one
1: way or the yeah. other, yeah, growing in was like a hair. So. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, I didn't say it was good growth. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Yeah. strangling out
0: all the other plants. So I was going to say, I also, I'm going to apologise if my room starts getting dark. Uh, Prior to recording this, I realised my bulb went. Uh, Oh, yeah. (laughs) And thanks to, thanks to, was it, the clock's changing, it's, we're just in this weird twilight zone. I don't know,
1: I I don't know what time it is for years, it's changes nothing to me, I've been in another light. No, I, I don't know what it was, like, I
0: guess, again, this is getting very niche, and it may not affect you unless you're British, but the clock's changing always, always messes me up, like, what? Why did they change? Why like, do they need to change? I, don't I think know. I think it's the farmers. I think it's still their fault. Like it's, they had their heyday and it's long gone. I'm I think they're still thought...
1: torturing us and I don't understand. Like <laughs> what did I do to them? What did I do to the farmers that they need to change my clocks like this? <laughs> <Chronomancy>. <laughs> they should, they I <laughs> get okay, just just one year, which is one year
0: where we don't change the clocks. And it's I'm sure the farm time, literally. <laughs>
1: like a witch, and I resent it. <laughs> you know what,
0: you know, yeah, I, I, can you imagine Like, I, I'm not, My mind goes straight to, like, again, to bring it on topic, and to bring back a thing, like, a hag, which is, like, as a deal for whatever you want, I'm going to take an hour of every day of your life.
1: Ever. Goodbye. Yeah.
0: yeah, just one hour throughout the day, you would just, you, it just won't happen <laughs> for you. It won't happen
1: anymore, um, and it'll be dust inconveniently early when you're trying to leave a shop or something, and it'll depress you because it's not winter yet. <laughs> yeah, I'm into that vibe.
0: Yeah. Or you want to you want to go out because it's like, oh, it's like it's only five o'clock, but it's dark. It's like It's miserable forever. So, so again, thank you for indulging me in that. (laughs) (laughs) The the brief segue in to bring us kind of back on topic then. Um, Do you would you say that you kind of over everything you've done, you still have like a dream project or something that you kind of want to
1: want to tick off? Oh gosh, no, I don't think so. Um I think I've done everything that I've, I I I've done everything I wanted to do a while ago. So at this point I'm just like, I don't know, empty. Um I just <laughs> projects just come in whenever they cover and they go wherever they go. And I have these days I've kind of cultivated, you know, our little funds aside to make the next project usually. So whatever it is, I can usually make it if I've got the way with all one am nothing ever tanks and I'll be all right. Nice. Um so it's largely a case of whatever springs to mind. Um if I had a dream project done it already.
0: <laughs> and, and then i suppose it's a case of yeah Now, know you kind of again in any, any sort of future projects fuel like any more current projects fuel future projects and yeah. you kind of like yeah keep it kind keep of the, you know, wait
1: for them to go with that and then i'll think stop putting my mind something new
0: no no fantastic yeah it's it's it's, it's a good way to go um and then because we kind of well we spoke a little bit about Twitter and 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 people and their opinions uh but is there anyone in the tabletop community as a whole or, or like Or I always say anyone, but any group of people um, who kind of continually inspires you?
1: Um, one of the people that I love the most um, um, is Ewis, um, Abadius, who does... Um, he does some of the lot of art, um, stuff that I do. I hire him whenever I am. Like he has space, basically, on the roster, <laughs> which, you know, um, like, let me make you make out. All he does all day is draw sexy dinosaurs. I, and that... I, it's amazing to me.
0: I was going to say, I, I was like, I, I was trying to work. And then, yeah, sexy, sexy dance or sexy lizards. I, I, the timeline and, like, the image in my head that has been boiled because of some it's of that.
1: beautiful to me. I'm just like, yes, you know what? You are living your truth there, um, like, quite loudly. And you don't call us anyone for it. All you do all day is no success i of literally drawing sexy lizards. And I'm so into that. That's just amazing. One of my favorite people just because just, just didn't care about anything other than, Sexy Dinosaurs, and the cave and the Sexy Goblins. And I'm like, yeah. You know what?
0: So, so would you, I guess would you say, like, in, in terms of, like, um, like uh, you kind of mentioned, was it reaching a project or, like, as I say, like, a hive mind with your artists.
1: Is it the case that the two of you are on, a, like, a fairly similar wavelength? Oh, you know, on level, yeah. yeah. Um, I mentioned the other day, I was like, I need a commission to close, but I need something. He was like, I'll make time for you. And I'm like, yes, yes, you will, because I need a sexy lizard. <laughs> um, it was great. Um, so I've got some of his art on the wall of my house. Um, nice, I love it. Um you know, there are a few artists I work with quite regularly, but um, you know, I just, I just, I just love him. He's great.
0: So I suppose you know, if, if anybody's needing, again, again it's going to be probably quite niche if people in the niche, audience need maybe. lizard art, sexy lizard art. But it's nice to know it's out there. You it's know? what it is. You know, it's there yeah. if you need it. Yeah. Um. I it. honestly, <laughs> it's, it's a case of like, I don't think I need
1: it, but. Maybe I do. Maybe, maybe maybe I've got like a I, small you know, hole in my life. Don't put you yourself down. You know, maybe you do need to. Um, <laughs> can improve many <in> lives.
0: <laughs> it's like I said, you don't know what you've lost till 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 it's till it's. So yeah,
1: okay. empty space in your wall. Like, what could be there? Yeah. No, I,
0: I I've got I do again. I have got a good amount of space. So. You know what i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna do some soul searching
1: bed <laughs> <laughs> of night just staring at the ceiling
0: what have i done <laughs> just staring at the blank space imagining all the different <laughs> lizard configurations I could... It's great. it's um... like a tetris game um and so i guess i guess the kind of uh the, the next kind of question then is is if you're working, what are you currently working on what's some of the stuff that are in the works
1: oh gosh um I don't think I can talk about anything that I'm currently working on. <laughs> Ooh, no. no, I'm taking a break after Quick, I the last one, the uh, most recent one I did. i a little bit about, you know, I'm working on one or two old, old things that I used put aside a while ago, I suppose. But um, my, most of the things I'm actually actually working on, yeah, they're on at the at the moment, so. Wow, that I can't
0: tell you. No, I mean, again, that, you, okay. I don't know what it is. Like, most people would think, like, when, I, like, I guess someone says, all oh, right, so as NDA, That oddly just makes me excited. <laughs> it, it, it's always Uh-oh. the case of like oh my wow they they could again because it, it, they could be working on anything and then in the future when it comes out i'm like whoa that's what they were on about <laughs> <laughs> like,
1: yeah i'm um, um yeah i don't think anything that i'm currently tinkering with anything the would be about. So mystery, not so i'm afraid so but i i guess uh is is is
0: is uh um i, I guess like with, with again so with some of the books and stuff like that, you have kind of done essentially like continuations of some of the older series. Is there any kind of series of books that you've done that you would like to revisit, even though there may not necessarily be plans for it yet?
1: Um, I always wanted to go back and review Mother Haggle properly. I wasn't the person's idea, and they just have such a soft spot on my heart for it. And I laid it out really badly because I was an idiot at the time. I was, an idiot, but I was a layout idiot at the time. Um, and so I wouldn't really want to go back and review that properly. I feel like it deserves a lot more love than I gave it um, as an idea. Um, I mean, some of the old Ravenloft adventures like you know city of eyes and so on that there were the passion projects at the start that i just did when i you know, wasn't expecting to make any money off them and i felt like they could benefit from a little love yeah. after all this time it can look a that's bit more
0: that's always a to. tough one because I, I think i've spoken to a few people about, about the, the the idea of revisiting old products and and sometimes it's always a case of like you know is 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 it nice to kind of leave them as like an artifact of like their product of time or it's tricky isn't it <laughs>
1: yeah. um and A lot of ways you know they are what they were when I made them, but um, and a lot of other ways it would be nice for them to because a lot of the stuff that I did at the beginning,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, was stuff that I, I did because I really wanted to do it, as opposed to the of stuff that you know, I, I, you know uh, I'm doing because you know, I'm, I'm a cynical bastard. Um, but some of the other stuff, stuff is really, the idea really induced me, so it would be nice to make them go back and match the vision that I had originally that I just wasn't technically enough to enact at the time.
0: And it, it, I suppose again, it is that like tough one because to, to put the suit on the business mind and everything, it's revamping a product isn't going to suddenly you know throw it back it's, onto the it's a money sink um, yeah
1: it's a money sink. it's not gonna make any money it's gonna lose money but um, it might be something that satisfies me aesthetically
0: yeah
1: um and that is a luxury and a privilege also, to be able to do that um but after a few years maybe i earned it i don't know. Yeah.
0: yeah i i i, must admit, I, I think i think i i i think i'm of the mindset i am happy to let things stick and, and just be again. Even though it's a case of like anyone, t- someone mentions it, I'm like, oh no, don't look at that. That's, oh man. <laughs> no, no! That's the thing that I did. Yeah. Past Matt was an idiot. He was a fool. <laughs> <laughs> Why?
1: Why? Did you do this to
0: me? I've killed that man a hundred times. <laughs> 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 um, but um, but but yeah, and, and, and then kind of focus towards the future. But there there is always that case of like you know sometimes you look at an idea that you're just like I was I was I was I, I I had the right idea, but I was so misguided. You know. Um, yeah. You know what can you do?
1: Yeah. Is.
0: But yeah, no, well, also no, dude, I'm, I'm super excited of, of, to kind of hear about, uh, no, I guess not to hear about some of these future projects. <laughs> um, but then I guess the kind of uh, important question is, is is if people kind of want to hear about as and when these come out, where are the best places for them to kind of stay up to date and follow you, I suppose.
1: If they really insist, they can follow me on Twitter at Death by Badger. But I suggest you don't, because all I do is whine all day about the trivialities of my life. So I suggest, you know, just say, spare yourself in dignity. Yeah. Just, um, just, um, I suppose,
0: just... The, the, uh, not following you on Twitter, I suppose, just watch the DMs Guild release, like, the top ten thing?
1: Oh, yeah, just do that, because I'm just, like, up there all the time today, just, like, just, I, I, like, <laughs> like a plague, I refuse to leave. Um, I'm sure I just replace one thing with another thing at the moment. Um, much to their aggravation, I'm sure.
0: <laughs> I was saying, there must have been, like, a, a, t- a point in time where the, uh, like, Curse of Struggle or the, the Ravenloft
1: uh, top ten was was pretty much yours. <laughs> Well, I mean, when I first started, and I was doing a lot of Ravenloft stuff. No, no, I wasn't as popular in that respect as I am now. Certainly, I mean, I'd be lucky to get to, you know, in the top ten at that point. Really, but even even in the Ravenloft section, you know, like I like to think my work in good quality, but then you know, I hadn't done a lot of the work of cultivating an audience. It took time. So really, it's the late later stuff, like this year and the past year, and since, you know, yeah, like really been sticking in the top ten.
0: I, th- I think, again, you kind of touch off like, a really interesting point because it's, it's, it's easy kind of, I suppose, like, again, as an outsider looking, you'd be like, wow, this person's always kind of always been nothing but successful with stuff like But it's yeah. a case of, like, you know, you've been not, four not years. Either. Like, you, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's a big grind. You've, you've been working hard. It's...
1: Like, and honestly, part of it is just, you know, luck and circumstance and, you know, mm. and all that jazz. And I've a, lot, a whole host of other confluencing factors and you know, coming into paid my advantage to one extent or another. Yeah. When I'm fortunate enough to always have a, another job. No. Uh, this isn't my main job, which means that I've always had spare time and or spare time, spend money, I suppose, to put aside for projects, that changes things, you know, um, now being white and a man, I get invited to a lot of projects, people realise that I'm massively gay, I'm going to ruin it for them. Um, so, you know, that, that, that opens doors that wouldn't necessarily be open. So, I mean, part of it is a crime, part of it is luck and circumstances that are played in my favour. So, it's all those things coming to a melting pot of sin.
0: I, I suppose it is the case. Of, well, you know, you stick around long enough, and just like if you stand in your corner, eventually someone's going to look in that general direction. Like, oh, no, yeah, they're um, still
1: there. <laughs> also, make make some make some friends. I guess not all of them. Everyone's terrible, okay. but some people aren't. If you have a coven of people, <laughs> uh, so I, I like I like the coven of people. <laughs> you know, people you can rely on, are people who you work with regularly, and you know you'll you know you trust to tell you when you know your thing's terrible mm. um, and to be working. Then you, know, you can't get too far wrong. Oh,
0: no. Nice. Oh. Well, again, sorry. Looking at the time, um, we have we have quickly managed to kind of narrow away an hour. Right, um, nice. that, that's become that's... my new favorite thing to just natter away an hour <laughs> 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 yeah i officially stolen this hour from you oh uh, you had you had yeah. me yeah <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Um, kind
1: of...
0: well no again oliver thank you so much for taking the time to have this chat and um, it, yeah it's been delightful and, and yeah I've, again oh, it's it's an opportunity for me to, to steal your insights and the people listening may gain something as well but
1: nice. this has been a delight
0: yeah, thank you but, um but yeah, so yeah, no. Be sure to uh, at follow you know at, at Death by Badger, uh, you know, for, for the news and rants occasionally. Um, if not, there will be a link to all of um, all of his, uh, products and stuff in the description. Um, otherwise, I've been Matthew Whippy. Um, I don't think I have stuff that I need to promote right now. I think that there may be some Kickstars next week, but at which point it's probably too late. So I'm just not going to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> there may be links in the description for kickstarts. maybe check them out maybe it's a mystery um but if not yeah you can find me out would be right um and again my very last question then how do we end a podcast
1: um we end it suddenly um and then re- retreat off social media for like three or four weeks and no one knows we've gone <laughs> I, this, this this may be the rare one that i might not be able to do <laughs> well what but... uh you asked so. right, it's true okay, well, I, yeah, okay so
0: following following the release of the podcast I will go on a media silence for three hours as a compromise <laughs> <laughs> bye bye, bye. <laughs> and I-